Trust and Believe Nomad Cast stands on three foundational pillars mental health, life lessons, and unique storytelling. Thank you for tuning in to episode 53 of the Trust and Believe Nomad Cast on the 5th of January, 2022. 5 January, 2022. We already in the middle of the week, which is commonly known as Hump Day. Right, but we, you know, we always talk about this way back Wednesday. But again, thank you all, thank you all for tuning in. Before I even get started with my opening remarks, you know how we do. Got to do some housekeeping and some admin notes directly at the bottom. The Trust and Believe Nomad Cast dot continues continues to serve as your one stop shop for all your Nomad Cast needs. Whether you want to listen audio or you want to watch visually. For audio folks, you can listen to all the Nomad Cast on the website as well. All you got to do is press play and go to the episode that you want to hear or go to all of them. Also, Apple, Google, Amazon, Spotify, they all on there. Every podcast platform, major podcast platform is on the site as well. If you go into that right-hand corner on the banner, you can access my Instagram page, right? You can access the YouTube page. Speaking of YouTube, if you like what you see, you like what you hear, and you want to definitely be a part of this, go ahead and click that subscription button, click that bell icon, click the like button. So now you're notified of all the latest and greatest Nomad Cast, all subsequent episodes that are be coming up. Or you could just binge watch them like everything else. Also, I am on TikTok as well. All right. Now that is out the way, and we've done all the admin and the housekeeping stuff i want to dive into something it's serious i think it it, it is serious and it, it goes to show you um there's three sides to the truth whoever you talking to you and the truth as well right in this case i want to talk about antonio brown antonio brown is a wide receiver currently with the tampa bay buccaneers defending champion tampa bay buccaneers and antonio brown has uh has had a unique career in the NFL. If you follow sports, you know at one period of time Antonio Brown was probably one the top five, I would even say top three wide receivers in the NFL. Uh very short guy. I think he's like five eight, five nine from Miami. He went to Central Michigan, got drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers, had a falling out with them. Uh went to the Oakland Raiders. Yeah, they were still in Oakland at the time. Yep. Went to Oakland Raiders. Went to New England Patriots, got released, and then he ended up signing up with Tampa Bay. Won the Super Bowl with him last year. So this past Sunday, they were playing the New York Jets. And Antonio Brown has had issues with his ankles uh, for a little bit. So during this past week, he didn't even practice at all. And so uh, I guess Coach Bruce Arians, the coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, wanted him to go back in for a series um, during Sunday's game against the Jets. And he already he had already been playing in that game anyway, but uh, he wanted him to go back in. And I guess T Antonio Brown was like, "I can't do it. I can't go." So supposedly Bruce Arians was like, "You know, get in there, or you fired, or you cut, or whatever he said." You know, I wasn't there, but it just goes to show you everyone is piling on Antonio Brown, piling on Antonio Brown because it's the easiest thing to do. But if an NFL player tells you, "Coach, I'm not feeling it. My ankle hurts." You got to go, you got to side with the player because everyone knows no matter what type of person they think Antonio Brown is, 
physically, Antonio Brown is probably one of the hardest working football players, probably one of the hardest working athletes, athletes best based on what I've heard, seen and watched. Right. Phenomenal shape. And plus, in that game, he was going to meet certain incentives, you know, related to his contract. So I don't think an NFL player would give up that type of money knowing that he has certain incentives that he can, you know, he can get, he can gain. Um, but I guess the main takeaway is I think Antonio Brown probably suffers from a lot of mental issues, probably as a lot of NFL players. But it's a, a certain play that happened in a playoff game years ago against the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, and you can YouTube it as well. Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Cincinnati Bengals. And Vontae Perfect, who used to be a linebacker for the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, hit Antonio Brown. It was a helmet-to-helmet hit. And I'm not going to play that. i just show you the picture here. Um, but you see Antonio Brown was coming across the middle on the crossing route, and then Vontez Perfect, you know, caught him helmet-to-helmet. And if you watch the video of it, Antonio Brown was la- after that hit. Antonio Brown was laying on the field like a baby. I mean, I remember watching that game, and his arms are just in the air after getting hit in the head. Again, this was helmet on helmet. And ever since then, Antonio Brown has had some issues. Got it, understood. But also, you know, again, you can blame the person, you can blame the situation, you can blame the environment, you can blame the coaches. Everyone takes fault in it, but it's, you know, I'm not one of them guys that's going to pile on Antonio Brown. He has his issues just like everybody else, but you you can't absolve him from the things he did. You can't absolve the coaching staffs from what they did. You can't absolve the organizations as well. Uh, so it's just, it's just a situation, you know, that, uh, is interesting to follow, but I don't want to dig into the weeds again. You can look at that and, Look at it for yourself. I don't want to show it. That's why I just showed the steal of that picture. But again, talking about the truth, the main takeaway for this opening remark is it's all about the truth, your truth, my truth, and the actual truth, right? Um, So that's it on that. Let's go ahead and move on into uh, way back Wednesday. When we come back after the, after the break way back Wednesday, I'm going to tell a story about how I, uh, I muted myself. I didn't even, you know, answer to the name Damon when my parents was looking for me in the Sears in uh, 1984 was going Easter shopping. So I'll tell that story happened in 1984. That'll be the story for way back Wednesday. Again, stay tuned. Stay locked. Appreciate everything. Y'all we'll see you in a bit on way back Wednesday. Trust and believe. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Trust and Believe Nomad cast here on the Wayback Wednesday. And as I stated earlier in opening remarks, today's Wayback Wednesday. Um, I'm going to tell a story about how my mother and father were frantically looking for me in the year 1984. And when I decided to mute my voice and not pay attention and not answer their calling while they was looking for a suit for me for Easter. And I could have got in trouble. Could have you know, had something worse done to me. So I'm going to go ahead and tell that story, right? The year was 1984. That was my movie voice, right? So again, let's get into it. 1984, Fairlane Town Center, Fairlane Mall, right? My mother and father took me Easter shopping to go get a suit. Now, just to give you the backstory of how I was raised, 
my father, whatever reason, he always found the reason to buy me a suit. We would have family dinners, family get togethers, what have you. He want me in a suit. If I don't have a suit, wear a dress shirt, wear some dress pants, wear some slacks, whatever it was. Right. I remember he used to work at Chrysler and they used to have an open house when they would introduce the new vehicles for that year. Everyone else was wearing like regular clothes, gym shoes and all that. Nope. Not Damon. You're going to wear a suit. You're going to wear slacks. You're going to wear a trench coat. going to have a trench coat and all this, right? Non-comfortable type clothes. We go to the state fair, Michigan state fair. He want me to wear slacks and dress shoes. Everyone else wearing gym shoes and jeans. Comfortable. It wasn't all the time, but it was a lot, a lot of the time, right? If that's even the phrase, a lot of the time I made it up. So it works. All right. So. I remember I wanted a suit like uh tubs for Miami vice. Cause at that time, uh, Miami vice was mine and everyone else's favorite show. Loved Miami vice, loved tubs. Right. And, uh, so we went to the mall, went to Fairlane and Fairlane mall is in, in Dearborn, a three tier mall, three rows and every three up rows, three levels. And it was a Sears there. So my father's like, you know what? Let's go to Sears and get you a suit. You want to get a suit? Like the guy on Miami vice, we're going to find the suit in it great good looking so we get to sears so we looking at suits we in the boys section we looking at suits looking you know trying to coordinate the tie the handkerchief and all this other stuff right so while my mother and father they was actually more into it than i was i was kind of like yeah it fits all right let's go back home something on the other side of the boys aisle caught my eye something on the other side of the boys aisle grabbed my attention something on the other side of the boys boys aisle grabbed me and told me to come here this is what you want to see you don't want to really see a suit you want to see this there was a row full of sears semi tractor trailers now that sears color was that green blue ugly whatever it was I love those old school Sears semi-tractor trailers. I'm a semi-tractor trailer guy ever since I was, you know, a young child to now. Love them, love them. Wall full of them, right? And I remember staring at this row. They had like, you know, a shelf has like four, five, six rows. They were just full of toy semi-tractor trailers along with the Sears semi-tractor trailers. And I remember just staring at them. So instead of being with my mother and father in the boys section, looking at suits, trying suits on, trying shirts on or whatever, I decided to disengage from my mother and father and maneuver myself over to where these trucks were. Because at the at that point in my life, those trucks was a little more important than wearing this freaking suit from the dude that played on Miami Vice. Right. I'm staring at these suits. And these suits, when, when these uh, trucks, when I'm looking at them, it's like, ha! it was fascinating. And I remember just looking at them and I grabbed one, looked at it, looked at the back, read the uh, instructions and all that, put it back on the shelf. And I'm just staring at these trucks. Now, it seemed like I was in heaven. I thought I was in heaven, right? 10 years old, looking at these trucks. And I heard my mother and father say, you like this one? Damon, Damon, they calling my name, Damon. I'm looking like not answering. Trucks are more important right now. I'm looking at my trucks. Y'all deal with them suits. 
I'm dealing with trucks right now. And I remember them calling my name. Damon. This went on and on and on. Right now thinking about it. Ten, I was 10 years old. There's no way I should have you know, muted myself. I should have say, Hey, hey mom pops. I'm over here. I didn't say anything. I'm just staring at these trucks. And my parents kept calling my name and I can hear him looking for me. My father's like, where's he at? Where's he at? Did somebody get him? Did somebody get him? I'm not, I hear all of this. I hear it. Right. I hear all of this while I'm looking at these trucks. Cause these trucks at that point was more important than that freaking Easter suit. Right. But it kept saying, Damon, Damon. And, uh, finally they found me. They walked over there. My father, again, he's a big dude, man. He said, what are you doing over here? You didn't hear us calling your name? And I was like, I, 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 I. that's all I was doing. I, 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 I. He was like, we're going to the bathroom. And my father, you know, he loved leather belts. I'm going to whoop your butt. Well, he didn't say whoop your butt. But he said, I'm going to whoop your butt, this and that. So we go into the bathroom. Now, anyone that's ever been in a fair lane in uh, Michigan, in Dearborn, they know where the bathrooms are at. I knew where the bathrooms were at. My father knew where the bathrooms were at. So he grabbed my hand. He dragging me all through that freaking mall. We going on all the levels. We looking for bathrooms. He said, like, you better tell me when you see a bathroom. And we're just passing bathrooms. I'm like, that's a uh, bathroom there, bathroom there, bathroom there. I'm not going to tell you, right? And I know my father saw these bathrooms, right? And I know my father was probably like, okay, I'm really mad at this guy. He's really upset me. He scared me because he didn't hear. He didn't reply when we was calling his name. And I know if I take his butt in this bathroom, I might go to jail because I'm a freaking destroy this cat with my belt. Again, this was when you could whoop kids in public and it was, it was applauded. Right. And I knew what he was thinking about doing to me with that belt, because I didn't answer him and my mother when they were calling my name. I knew if I say, oh, dad, bathroom's right there, and it's one on the third floor, and then it's one on the first floor. So I didn't say nothing. He was like, you seen a bathroom? You see a bathroom? And I was like, no, I don't see one. I was like, I don't see one. I don't see one. <laughs> and this went on and on and on and on. Seems like forever. And I remember when we got in the car, he dragged me, threw me in the car. And he said, look, he said, you know what had happened? To that little boy, uh, Laster named Adam. If you know the story about Adam, uh, the little boy that was in the store, I think it was Florida, but um, that show, the host of that show, Adam's father, that kind of served as a, a, a catapult for America's Most Wanted, based upon what happened to his son. And at that time, I didn't, re I didn't, I don't remember the story, or I don't even think I heard about the story till he told me about it, and he was explaining it to me. In the car, he was like, you know, someone could have kidnapped you. Something could have happened to you. Why you did? Why you didn't answer us? Why didn't you answer me and your mother when we were calling your name? You just so fascinated with these trucks. Don't ever do that again. You understand? I mean, my father, he's a, a mild mannered, diplomatic type person, but you know, at that time he was big, you know, big in stature and everything. Uh, again, this is 1984, and he, I mean, he was just going off. And I remember sitting in the back of the car, you know, I was crying. And then later on in life, you know, you start to realize that, you know, maybe I should have said, Hey mom, dad, you know, I'm over here looking at these trucks. Cause they probably would have bought them for me. But you know, I was, you know, I was a, 
I was a different little individual back in them in them years, right? But I remember even to this day I can hear that Damon, Damon, and I didn't even I didn't even freaking answer. And that's weird. Um, but I didn't even say anything, you know. And as a parent, you know, that would that would terrify me if my uh, son or my daughter did that. It would terrify me, you know, me and my wife, if our kids didn't answer us, you know, because now you all you all now you're thinking something's going to happen. What happened to him? Did someone take him? You know, again, I was 10 years old. I didn't think about the whole kidnapping thing. I was just like, hey, I want these trucks. Um, but that was, you know, again, that, that story wasn't long. But the whole point of it is, you know, I should have. I guess the takeaways from this story was I should have answered them because they don't know putting myself in that parent in my parents mindset putting myself in my parents shoes something could have happened where's our son he's not answering us he was just right here where's he at he's gone we're looking for him you know it was a scary it was a scary situation um and i felt bad that night i remember laying in the bed i was put on punishment and i got a whooping when i got home too as per usual i got a lot of whoopings and um but I remember my father, I mean, he was mad, mad. My mother was mad, but my father was mad, right? And uh, he said, don't you ever, you know, don't do that again. Don't do that again, you know? And even now I noticed like as my children were younger and as they grown older, whenever they're with us, I ensure that they're within one arm's distance because I remember that. I remember you know, if my son, we're in the store and he goes in this aisle, I'm right behind him. Hey, come here. My daughter, you know, when she was younger, she go down the aisle. I'm there with her. You know what I mean? One arm's distance. If you get any further than that, then that, the, the, the beacon starts coming on. Right. And it was all as a result of that. So again, like when I tell these, these way back Wednesdays, these life stories, it's a reason why. And that shaped me even back in 1984, for years later is becoming a husband and a father. Just watching your children, making sure your children are safe. Don't hover over them, but ensure they are close by if you're with them as well. Again, even just kind of just telling that story is kind of like just bring it back. Cause I can remember that. I can remember that day. I can remember that day. Like it was yesterday, really. Um, and that's been some years ago. Almost freaking what thirty some years ago? Well, shoot, more than that. But I tell you, um, it was a scary situation. And, and again, and then when I watched that movie about Adam, you know what happened to him, and I think it was in the series, if I'm not mistaken. You know, again, someone taking a child else. You know, but that was my story today on Way Back Wednesday. You know, I was fascinated with these freaking trucks and these, these trucks. I won't say the trucks got me in trouble because it's an inanimate object. But I should have just said, hey, mom, dad, I'm over here looking at these trucks. And they probably would have got them for me. But, you know, I decided to be stupid, young and dumb and didn't answer them. And they in the, the aisle shopping for boys clothes for Easter. And I'm over here looking at these freaking tractor trailers when all I had to do was say, I'm over here. And I remember my father turning over those, uh, you know, how they used to put the the pants and the jackets on the, the little uh stands i can remember seeing them them stands getting knocked over almost like you know the animals in the wild they'd be knocking stuff over and i could just see this hulking man just over there with me and he was like you know why didn't you answer us now i just think about that man as a parent it really you know 
it paid dividends as, as I became a parent and grew older in life. But that was my story today, kind of short today, way back Wednesday. Hope you all got something out of it. The main takeaway is watch your own, take care of your own, make sure that, you know, those that's close to you are within one's arm's distance away. Uh, anything more, you need to get that radar pulled up and find out where they're at. But that's something I would never, of course, uh, wouldn't want my children to do that. And, uh, but I, I, you know, I, I think after I get off here, I'm going to go on eBay and try to find this Sears truck. I want a Sears truck now. I want one. But again, that was way back Wednesday today. Tomorrow, talk with gym shoe stories on a Thursday. Going to talk about the Jordan ones, patent leather Jordan ones. Got a story about those, even though they re-released them. But, you know, I'm the old head. I remember back in 84 when they came out. Not that patent leather version, but we'll talk about that one tomorrow. So, again, today, that, that concludes today's episode of Way Back Wednesday. Hope you guys got some enjoyment out of it, a life lesson as well. So, I appreciate everything. Again, if you're new to the channel and you like what you hear, go ahead and click that subscription button and that bell icon. And now you're notified of all the Trust and Believe Nomad Cast subsequent episodes. And you can just binge watch them as well. Stay tuned. Stay locked. Appreciate everything. See you guys tomorrow for Jim Shoes stories on a Thursday. As we always say, and let's say it together, trust and believe. See y'all tomorrow.